Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dickens and Quips, the podcast that takes the Byron, more like, by God, this is long-winded, out of poetry. Join me, Dee Dickens, as I wander around showing you a world that isn't only populated by old, dead, white men. And it's week two. I have to say I was overwhelmed by the support that this little podcast got last week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a very surreal day. Podcast went live and then I got rushed into hospital on launch day with gallstones and an infected gallbladder, which is as nasty as it sounds. some point, I'm going to have to write a poem about my hospital stay and being hospitalised during COVID pandemic. But at the moment, it would be a one-word poem and that one word would be, ow! Um, so anyway this week i have the amazing poet joe thomas with me joe is a welsh poet and writer he has also recently just started performing his poetry publicly after attending a slam event earlier this year his poetry often explores the theme of being different joe is currently working on a collection filled with poetry that looks at this topic which is based off his lived experiences. Now, as well as being a phenomenal poet who writes intriguing verse, Joe is one of my closest friends and one of the best human beings on the planet. His poetry is full of quiet observations of the world and they're as hard hitting as they are gentle. So you are in for a real treat later. But for now, say hi, Joe. Hi, hi everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you on. I'm really, really pleased. So in the segment, what you reading, Dee? This week I have been reading and revisiting actually How to Carry Fire by Christina Thatcher. I will stick a link in the show notes to where you can you can get this book from. Christina's poetry is a gut punch. She writes about death and an addiction in a way that's raw, honest and ethereal all at the same time. She just grabs you by the throat and whispers at you. Um, <laughs> in that way, she and Joe have a similar effect, even though their work is very different. She is the facilitator of the writing group I belong to, and she was my dissertation supervisor at uni, and I adore her. I don't want to say too much more because she's actually going to be on the show next week, and I'm so excited, but she is one of the most wholesome people you will ever meet. So, which poem? This is the bit where I read a poem. <sighs> I struggled. I really, really struggled because they're all so beautiful and dark in their own way. I don't actually have a favourite, which is just a really weird thing with a poetry collection. I don't have one that jumps out. I narrowed it down to three and then decided, well, it's my podcast, so I can do what I like. So I'm going to read two of them because I can. So there. So the first one is called An Improper Kindness. Let me just find it. I did write down the page numbers because like prepare, plan to prepare and all prepare and something or other. I don't know. So an improper kindness is a love letter to her brother who is an addict. It's almost sensual in its sibling intimacy and questions whether it's kinder just to let someone go than to keep them here unhappy. So after I've read this one, we'll have a quick chat about it if that's all right with you, Joe. 
Yeah, 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 that is, that is good. Thanks. Awesome. So an improper kindness. Leave rehab. Come sit on my knee like you did when you were my much littler brother. So I can tell you of a place where the bricks of our childhood's home still stand. The kitchen smelling sweet of pumpkin pie and whipped cream. In this place, our first pups and geese gather. It takes away the pain in teeth and brain, stays blue-skied and cloudless. When someone speaks, it makes sense. And when they smile, nothing is confusing. Everyone is kind and there are no exceptions, no expectations. You don't have to be a man. I know I shouldn't be telling you this now, should only speak of this place when you're old and rightfully dying. Now I should say you must start again with new medicine, new job, new girl, new family, new home. But you are so tired and the light of the halcyon place is getting brighter and warmer, coming just into reach. And so I tell you to go, open the door. Be happy. So, <laughs> if you could see Joe's wow. face, yeah. Um. The whole, the whole idea of it being an improper kindness. Yeah. Is yeah, I, I, sorry. No, go on, go on, Joe. What do you I, think? I also really love the idea, but. Um, when, when they're aligned and there's something like there's, there, there's, no, there's no expectations. Yeah. There's no yeah, expectations. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought, I, I think that's... It, 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 it's just... It's, yeah. I think living in the world, what is life? Life, yeah. and people would say that it's going to work, raising a family, it's love. But actually, a lot of life is expectations. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I think, and, and, and I think the fact that it, 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 it just, it's like if nothing else, that, that line, and actually the whole poem just says like, it, 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 it's, it's a real sort of testament to how close, to how close both of them actually are. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it, it, is, it, is, it is just beautiful. It is, isn't it? Well, the second poem I've chosen from Christina's is called Worth Telling. Um, it's, a, it's dedicated to her nephew, Tui. Now, Joe and I have seen a picture of Tui and can confirm that he is the most cute baba on the planet. Um, <laughs> he is ridiculously cute. Uh, that, that, that does sound about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's just ridiculously cute and gorgeous. Um, but this is for Tui. This one's dedicated to her nephew, Tui, just in case his father dies or disappears from his life. There are things that she wants him to know about his father because probably all he would ever hear is that he was a drug addict that he'd been in jail so so this is worth telling for my nephew Tui no one will tell you that your dad can climb pine trees that he knows how far to throw a firecracker is excellent at Nintendo 
No one will tell you that your dad can leap backwards from a tire swing, sled faster than a pickup truck down Mercer Hill. No one will tell you that your dad can bridle ponies, write battle raps and cook eggs for 300 men. No one will tell you, but your dad will try, that he loved you even before you were born, long before he loved even the smallest idea of you. But I can tell you this because back when your dad and me were young, I asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And as quick as a greyhound, he answered, a dad. I want to be a dad. This woman needs to stop breaking my heart. It's just so, so beautiful because none of us are single-sided. We are all multifaceted. If I died, um, if I died doing something like, if I got shot at a protest, which to be honest, is probably how I will go. Um, if I got shot at a protest, people would call me feminist. They may call me LGBT. They would call me black. They would call me woman, but they wouldn't know that I like to sing along to French opera. They wouldn't know that swimming is the one, one thing that makes me truly weightless and happy. And again, I think sort of, I, I think that's one thing that, that, that both of the poems have is, is it looks at, is it looks at that expectation, doesn't it? It looks at that, it looks at that one side that looks at it. It, yeah. it, it doesn't, and, and then it's sort of, sort of almost to the point that it, that it neglects that even the idea that maybe there's something else. Yeah, absolutely. That expectation again is coming through in this poem, isn't it? Yeah. That expectation of what Tui will think his dad was if, yeah. he, if he disappears from his life in whatever manner. So, yeah, oh, I love it. There's so much death as well going on at the moment and we're going into lockdown again we're in i don't know what it's like where you are but in ronda kanuntaf um where i am we've gone into lockdown again which is just yeah 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 i'd, I'd heard that yeah yeah i'd heard that the 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 like the like that sort of area had yeah it's us and kafili I've gone back into it yeah yeah us and Kafili have gone back into it and there's and having been in hospital as well this week where there were people the guy in the booth yeah. before me um they'd had to give it a deep clean because of covid the, um it was madness i tell you but um but the fact that people are dying alone it felt right an acknowledgement that no one has ever really gone while we remember them no. While well, we remember that they were good at Nintendo and could jump backwards off a tire swing. No, and then I quite like on um, the sort of flip side of that is is that um, is that it only is that I like that it doesn't even sort of acknowledge the the bit is, is the, the bit of like it's like how everyone will remember him. But then, but then I think that that is partly what's so lovely about it is like, fine, yeah, be that as it may, but this, 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 is, this, is, this is who I remembered. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really lovely reading of it. I like that. I hadn't noticed that it hadn't mentioned, it had omitted how people will remember him. Huh, yeah. It's clever. 
So for my poem of the week, in keeping with the theme of death and sorrow, because it's nice and cheerful this week, um, the poem of my own I'm going to read is Supermarket. It was a response to a prompt in Poetry of the Time of Being, al being Alone, that was it, Raina Griefer's yeah, yeah. poetry group that she set up straight after Unislam, which is brilliant, you should take a look at it. Um, and it was my first attempt at talking about my own losses. I've always steered away from writing death poetry, but I gave it a go. This was my first attempt. So this is Supermarket. I'm on the floor in the grocery store, howling. Great globbing, sobbing, snotty trails on my jumper. Everyone has been so nice. It's just that my brave face is so damn tired. My arms ache from wiping their tears and my throat burns with words unsaid. I make tea and hope they don't taste the salt water. Supermarket guy comes over to ask, is everything all right? No, supermarket guy. Everything is not all right. I want Yorkshire pudding and I can't find the batter mix. He's smiling, but his eyes say confused. There's a tilt of the head from a passing old woman telling me I should just make my own. I didn't manage to make my own. I can't remember how. I don't know the ingredients. I can't focus on anything but the emptiness of my belly, except that I need to have yeast to know that something inside me is still alive. Thank you. So that was nice and cheerful. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. But. Wow. Um, so. What, what, what was the. What's the line? I, I, I think it, I, 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 I really like the line. I think it's it's quite early on about the about the jumper. Yes, where is it? Um, it, 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 it feels. It is ah great globbing sobbing snotty trails on my jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Um, and it, it it just feels like I think. I don't know. I I I don't I don't really sort of know how. How else to do, how else to how, uh, like how else to describe this? But I think it's it it, it may not have been over the same thing, but I feel like everyone. It, 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 I feel like that that's that is very sort of universal, isn't it? I feel like everyone has 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 has, has sort of had that happen. Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was trying to go for to make people go. Oh yes, I know that cry because I've yeah so. This now coming up, thank you for that, Joe. Coming up is my favorite section. It is the guest interview. Woo! So let me tell you a bit about Joe Thomas. Um, you've heard his bio, you've heard me say he's one of the best human beings on the planet. He is one of the best poets I've come across ever. He has such an economy with words that just make you think, what is he saying? Is he saying this? Is he saying that? No, and he's so softly spoken, and yet there is a real anger behind his words. You are going to love it. So, first question, Joe, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Why is poetry important to you? Hmm. 
little question. That's a good question. I think. I I think I think it really is as simple as like um, it, it, it's it, it's just it, it's just like it's just like sometimes yeah I I have I, I have got something that 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 I do need to express and and poetry is the only way that I can do it more often than not. Why do you think that is? Any ideas? I'm not expecting you to know. <laughs> I know for me, it's about distilling feelings and putting them out there with words. And prose doesn't do that quite as easily. No, and then I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're you're onto something there, and. And then I think it's something similar. It's like um, it, 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 I, I feel I, I quite like I, I quite like that, that 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 you kind of sort of that, that I feel like you can sort of take your time more with it rather than, even even if you were just going to talk to someone about something. It's like it's still. It, it, it still feels like that there's, there's a sort of pressure like like okay this is the conversation we need to have rather than but I, I, I feel I feel like I'm like it, it, like you're a lot more sort of free to do it at, your, at like your own pace yeah if, if you were to if you were to put it down in a poem yeah yeah I totally agree so are you writing at the moment and if so what sort of stuff are you writing <laughs> um. I am writing, so I'm sort of carrying on with with, with these prompts that, that we're getting from the Poetry and the Town of and the Beehive Collective and what have you. But then I've, I've also, I, I'm also like, like, like sort of starting to think about writing. Again, again, I'm trying to get get back in into more sort of like like funny things again. Yeah. And yeah, and and I have been watching a lot of things where the where plots don't usually make it make a whole lot of sense. Like it's like it's like there's no explanation or anything given. So 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 yeah, I am trying to look at some of them and just and I'm just like trying to help, help sort of help it. So, so, so my brain doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> well, yeah, brain hurting is bad. <laughs> so are you reading anything at the moment? Uh, not right now, I don't think, no. I suppose you're taking a break. Because um, for our listeners, Joe graduated, we were in the same class, doing the same course at the same uni. Um, Cardiff Met, who have just won Welsh University of the Year from The Guardian. I know right check us out um so we just graduated so taking a break from reading was probably after three years of non-stop was probably needed um I yeah. only, myself I've only just started reading again um I just needed to not look at a book for a bit yeah and really part of setting up this podcast is an experience yeah i think i I think i will wait now till till we are getting sort of up and running again 
yeah in, in, for, for in, in, in like a few weeks time yeah because we're both going on to do our masters yay <laughs> stay in education as long as you can it's the bomb right okay so now is the time for you to pick a poem and tell us a bit about the poem you've picked to read for us okay so i picked this i i i i, I sort of I, I picked the piece. It, it's 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 Ellie Williams's Scrimshaw, um, which is which is like which is like a uh, short story, but 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 I but I heard it on on the radio because it was on. It's just sort of like background noise. So then I, I I I don't I don't know like I don't know like why I tuned into it, but 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 I just sort of heard that it was on, and then I thought I, I, actually actually I do like that. So, awesome. so, so here it is. I press my face closer to my phone screen and imagined you doing the same. A whole town stretched between us and I considered the surface of our separate skins blued or bloom or bluesed by pixel light as we typed against our own private darknesses. We dispatched small talk, sweet talk, sweet nothings, and your message said that you were feeling unhappy. We're all feeling unha unhappy, I thought but also flushed with, with responsibility for taking charge of your state of mind. Thank you. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's, yeah, I can it, see it, it why you really like is. it. Wow. That's absolutely stunning. That's just, it's short, sweet, bittersweet. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to read that a few times to let it all sink in, which is a good job. I'm going to put it in the show notes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I, and I had a look at I had a look at the at, at the full thing before coming on, and it is and it's definitely worth reading if you if you get the chance. Excellent. I shall definitely link to that in the show notes. So anybody who wants to read some more, I mean, seriously, these poets. Like, I've only had the two on so far, but they have like kept that bar high on poems that they've chosen like seriously sam last week joe this week madness love it so now my very good friend um it's time for us to give us one of your own poems and which are you going to read yeah, well, well well <laughs> you, you 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 had to say about the high bar didn't you <laughs> <laughs> Your poems amaze. Your poetry is amazing. Stop it. <laughs> no imposter syndrome allowed on this podcast. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so the poem I've chosen today is "Imaginary Friend." <gasps> I'm an imaginary friend that's been thought into existence, or maybe you wished hard enough. I don't know. You tell me. I'm the madman who fell from the sky, and before anyone says it, I'm not him. Mr. Love of my life or Mr. Man of my dreams aren't nearly chaotic enough. Mr. Right sentence runs too, too smoothly to come, back, to come down to earth with a crash. How boring. No, I'm not here to be your first choice, but I know what, I like you a lot. Like, more than a friend, but not, you get me, means when I hear it. Don't worry, it worked. I've been doing this long enough to know we wouldn't be here talking right now if it hadn't. If you're interested, here are the rules. Take food as a given, 
if you stalk my social media, if I find a heart react on a selfie I took with my cat because I'm in the picture, you're doing it wrong. If you scroll past my pictures, oh my God, he's so cute. I love him and you didn't mean the dog that come out with I want in. You're brave. I'll give you that much. If you try to make me choose, who's it going to be? Friend one or friend two? When universal by definition means both of you. I'm sorry, it's not gonna work out. In return, I can only give you a hug, one you can still feel long after it's finished. One that clings on and will not let you go. If I do it right, it should squeeze every you are not as good as you, as you think you are thought until they pop. I write you a pretentious poem, which at the end of the day is a glorified shit post that I crafted to look like a love letter because I don't know how else to say it. And yes, I do it better than most of your real friends ever could. We keep our streak going. We let months go by between conversations, which last for two messages, and unspoken, you didn't have to answer, but thank you for coming back. No, being left unread is not rude. We haven't run out of small talk. It's an electric, until next time. Love from an imaginary friend who was lucky enough to come to life. Thank you. I love that poem. I absolutely love that poem. And I especially love the line about the hug that you can still feel because that hug you gave me at Unislam back in March, I can still feel. Um, absolutely beautiful. The way you, you pull in elements of modern life to make it relevant to everybody and make them have a different look at what being left on red means. It's, it's not that big a deal and people lose their shit over it. Um, oh, first swear word on the podcast ever. Yay. Um, it was absolutely beautiful poem, Joe. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. So, oh, just, oh thank you. Absolutely stunning. So talking of absolutely stunning, next up we have lines that make you go, ooh, as in stuff that hits, hits you right in the feels. And this week I have a line from What If, which is also in How to Carry Fire by Christina Thatcher. And it talks about what happens if, she, if her brother dies. And it really, really speaks to the idea of shared experience bonding people and how you grab, you, you can hold on to what you know is real if somebody else knows about it too. If nobody else has experienced something you've experienced, you can think that you experienced it, but maybe not. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe this didn't happen. Maybe I'm going mad. Maybe they're right. So to have somebody else who shares an experience with you, especially a traumatic one, like your house burning down or your parents being bad or, or abusive or having a bad, bad school life or whatever it is, whatever it covers, this line, what if you forget the fires we've seen? Just hit me right where I live. What if you forget the fires we've seen? I'm going to read the rest of the verse because I can. How we fought them, 
and I am left here to remember it all on my own. I get absolute goosebumps every time I read that line because despite improper kindness, despite her brother being worth talking about and worth telling, Christina doesn't want a world where only she has to remember. Shared history is important and precious, which is why the fear and the desperation in that small line hit me right where, it, where I live. So I am very excited to have Christina on next week. I'm like really excited. So, time to do a shameless plug. It's shameless plug time. So, have you got a page? Have you got Insta? Have you got Twitter? Do you do a smashing macaroni pie that's better than Sam's? Because he says he does a great macaroni cheese. Or is your cottage pie to die for? Tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, for a start, it's my my food isn't quite as good as Sam's. Uh, um, <laughs> But then the, the, you can find me on, on, oh my God, I've drawn a blank. <laughs> you, you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter on, on, on the handle Joefish Thomas, or you can, or, or I've got a Facebook page that's um, Joe Thomas Writer. And I will link to all of those. I'll put all those in the show notes as well. So if people want to see what you're up to, then they can. So, oh, I've really, really enjoyed this. I really have. Yeah, yeah, same here. So this is the part where I would usually be publicising other people's events. But I think probably because we're so new, people haven't sent any in. So if you want any events publicised that you're running poetry-wise, just drop me a line on the email, dickinsandquips at gmail.com. And, um, and I'll put a call out for you so people know. Also, also, don't forget to subscribe so I can stay in your logos every time and you'll get a little notification to say Dee's talking about stuff again. And um, yeah, and hopefully soon I'm going to have some exciting news from my publisher. So this is really, really good. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's brilliant. So what else was I going to say? Thank you for listening. I couldn't believe when I looked at the stats on my pod thing how many people had actually taken the time to listen to last week's and I hope you all come back and share with your friends if you enjoyed it um I have been D Dickens and you have been absolutely marvellous as ever you can get in touch with the show on D Dickens and Quips at gmail.com that's Dickens and Quips at gmail.com or on Twitter and insta at dickens and quips if you want to chat to me personally i am the ponty poet on facebook and d not on not on facebook the ponty poet on twitter or d dickens poet and author on facebook and do let me know what's going on in your area and if you want to come on the show hit me up i've booked guests in now for the next four weeks it's going to be very exciting we have a lot of very interesting very wonderful poets joining us from the world of neurodiversity from women from the lgbt community we have a lot of people joining us from these communities because apart from wanting to show the world that it isn't all old and or dead white men i wanted to give a voice to the marginalized and that's why i set this podcast up so 
I want people to be able to say, I have something to say and have a space to say it, which is why we got this. So next week, as I said, we will have Christina Thatcher on the podcast and I will be reading to you from Audre Lord. So looking forward to that. So I am going to leave you with the prompt of the week, just in case anybody does want to send one in. No one did last week, which is a shame, but hey ho, you don't have to. It's just a podcast. There's no homework. You're not going to get like a fail or something. Just write when you want to. If you want to send it in, send it in. So this week, the prompt is fire extinguisher because we have to have to carry fire. Now we have how to put it out. So pop it in an email, dickinsandquips at gmail.com. And if there's some come in, which I really hope there are, I will read one out on next week's show. Take care and try and make good choices. And if you can't make good choices, then that is what writing poetry is for. Thank you so much again, Joe, for coming and joining me. And I will say bye-bye. You're more than welcome. And I'll see you next week. Bye.